0: Hey, what's up? You're on the air.
1: Oh my! I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is going the show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> my gosh! What's up? I just wanted to let you know I was on the way home. I thought you were done.
0: Nope, not done. We had we had all sorts of issues trying to get the thing started. We we had to re, both reboot our computers trying to figure out what was <gasps> what was busted and. So, we didn't get started until a little bit late.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: No, you're good.
1: Well, sorry about the trouble. Sorry no, you're good.
0: Me. You're good. We were uh, we were trying to figure out where to go from here. So, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, well, cool.
1: you should talk about how freaking awesome Apple is and how you switched me over.
0: Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I actually did kind of talk about that a little bit earlier.
1: Yeah, that's what I was telling my friend at
0: dance. I was like, okay, growing up on all Android stuff and Windows stuff and now been having, like, my first iPhone
1: and then trying to go back, I am now a big fan of Apple stuff. So, I'm sold.
0: <laughs> there you go. I, we might have to put this at the very yeah, end I,
1: I want you to put this in the very beginning. And she had yeah. two segments in there. And I want you to, to break like put them together. Oh, yeah. This has to happen. Yeah, we're we're adding
0: this. Babe, you're on the show now. Oh, yay! <laughs> I'm the first guest. <laughs> yay, that's right, Jenny's the first guest. All right. I love you, boo. I'll see you after a while.
1: Okay, love you. Have uh, a
0: great show. Uh, all right, bye-bye. <laughs> okay, bye. And we're recording. Hey, TJ. Hey, Shane. How's it going, man? I think I'm coming down with a cold.
1: It sounds like it. Yep. So I... Uh... They can figure it out. So last week, my daughter had a cold. And my daughter's not very good at covering her mouth. And now I have a cold. So mm. I will I will do better. I will cover my mouth. But uh, this means my wife's going to be next.
0: Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be in for a doozy, aren't I?
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, the, <laughs> these children, they just like to just touch everything and... Oh man! So okay, I caught my daughter. She was coughing, and so she w- went up to a doorknob and she put her hands around the doorknob like you're gonna yell at it or something. And she was like just inches away from the doorknob and just started coughing on it. And I, oh gosh, I just I was like, what are what are you doing? And <laughs> I got, went and got like the disinfected stuff and started cleaning doorknobs all over the house. But oh man, that's like, yep, that's my life now.
0: Uh, uh, okay, all right. <laughs> yep, so I heard you got a, a new little toy Uh, Well, yes I did I did get a new little toy We actually got a bunch of new toys Right yeah. here um, So we've talked multiple times On this podcast about how I ended up Switching to a Pixel 3a XL um, And I had for a little while And then I realized this is a terrible idea I'm going back to an iPhone And I joined the iPhone upgrade program And got myself an iPhone 11 Well, Jenny just recently went through The exact same realization. Um, She saw that I got a Pixel 3a XL. She decided, you know what? I want a Pixel 3a. It's the same thing, but it's a little bit smaller. Um, So she got a Pixel 3a. She was using it. And it took took her even less time than it took for me to realize that this was a bad idea. And she's been aching to go back to iOS for a couple months now. Um, So over the weekend, we were just you know we were we were kind of bored. She'd been thinking about wanting to switch back to iOS, and so we decided to take the hour drive up to Richmond and um, and and get her an iPhone. So we went we went through the whole process of trying to decide does she do the iPhone you know payment uh, payment plan, you know, where you pay it off over the course of two years or just do- join the iPhone upgrade program. Um, the kicker was we had two older iOS devices, an iPhone 7 plus and an iPhone 6s. And it ended up that we just got her on the iPhone upgrade program as well because it was pretty much the same price when you do the payment plan plus Apple Care Plus and I'm not passing on up Apple Care Plus that just makes no sense um and so they Apple still took those two phones and gave us $300 in Apple uh $300 in Apple gift cards and we got Airpods oh. and I have not been happier in regards to any sort of wireless headphones. You were right. These things are amazing.
1: They're fun. They're just
0: they're so much fun. You you just like the easiest setup process I've ever had for any yeah. device, especially a Bluetooth device. No sort of weird pairing or anything. You just take off the take off the top of the case pull those bad boys out and your iPhone's like, Hey, that's a pair of AirPods. Do you want to connect to those? You press pair. Boom. You're done. Yeah. So simple.
1: You can switch so, devices so with them really good too. Like it's just really easy to go from Apple TV to, um, you know, or, or switch to your phone or, or any combination. They're just, they're just fun.
0: And so with an Apple TV, can you like mute your TV and just go straight through the Apple AirPods? Yes. That's Awesome. So I could go to bed and Jenny could stay in the room and have the TV going and still be able to watch TV while I fall asleep. There you go. That's awesome. There you go. And then you can switch between, like you said, you can switch between devices easily. So I'm constantly just switching back and forth between having them connect to my iPhone and then connecting to my Mac. You know, Another um,
1: neat thing is if, you, if you're signed into uh, the same iCloud account on multiple devices, it will synchronize um, those, those audio sources for you. So they'll just show up in your Bluetooth menu without you doing any initial pairing. But if you go to another machine that that's not part of your iCloud, you'll ha- you'd have to pair it. So for example, at work, uh, I've paired my, um, AirPods with the Mac there and with my phone, and I can toggle between the two now. But if I, you know, if I get a, go get a brand new Mac and I sign in with iCloud, I don't even have to do that. I just click on the audio sources and it shows up. So
0: yeah, it's, oh, it's really cool is that how you're doing that you can oh look at that I didn't realize that so what I've been doing is I've actually been hitting the bluetooth menu and hitting airpods and then connect I didn't realize I could just switch audio audio sources like that
1: yeah once you set it up you
0: just just pick your audio source it's it's getting really nice now that is really nice that is very nice oh other thing I upgraded Catalina oh how's it going It it doesn't feel any different <laughs> good so no stumbling uh, blocks, I mean, nothing nothing absolutely nothing it feels like exa- exactly how an operating system upgrade should work and that is i should notice good so 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 things are looking good in that regard i have to say i absolutely love these these airpods though just the fact that i can they they fit in so easily they have such re- they have really really good sound and easy to set up i give them, i give them a solid 10 out of 10 i'm not even using, using the airpod pros yeah, I I agree
1: a hundred percent. I just love these little uh, little AirPods. Great stuff, man. Let's talk about this MacBook. Yo, okay. I woke up this morning, and I see there's a post for this new MacBook, and I've been I've been really anxious for this guy for a while. Um, what did you think? And what
0: were your when were you first exposed to it? Did you you know Did you read about it on the news, or did people talk about it at work? People talked about it work for me. Um, I heard rumblings of the MacBook Pro 16-inch, and we've been hearing about this for a few weeks now, so I didn't think anything of it until I saw somebody posted like an article, I was and I was like, wait, did, did this thing actually ship? And they're like, yeah, it's out now. I was like, oh, this is super cool, um, and just started looking through the website, and it looks amazing. We have physical escape key again, which is nice. Um, I'm hoping eventually we're going to get physical everything again. That'd be nicer, but I'll take it. <laughs> um, better keyboard, a slightly bigger screen. It's just like all around for the most part, there are no downsides from what it sounds like. It's a great machine. The only thing I'm complaining about is the price. They're so expensive. Yeah. I think the base model's like 2,400. Yeah. Which is insane to me because mm-hmm. like, and then I ended up asking, um, Uh, the person who works at IT for our company, how much the laptops we have are. And they're like, not maxed out, but definitely more powerful 15-inch MacBook Pros. And she was like, oh yeah, they're $3,500 a piece. Yep. Like, goodness gracious. Yep. I think this one maxes out at six
1: grand if you get eight terabytes of storage. (sighs) Eight terabytes
0: of storage. It's cool stuff. It's insane. I would never personally never pay that much for a MacBook. You could get two and (laughs) you could, you could. And like, see, for me personally, I like the 13 inch size the most. That's what I had for years before I had this work, like work gave me this 15 inch machine. Yeah. Um, And I still prefer the 13 inch. It just is such a nice size. It's more portable than this 15 inch, but I don't really notice the lack of screen real estate as much. Are you uh, cranking the resolution up all the way so that
1: you make everything really, really small?
0: On a thirteen inch or yeah. on this one? No, on I didn't. Either. No, not not really at all. Let's see. If I go to system preferences right now, um, I'm curious to see what you do for this too. So if I go to displays, I mine is smack dab in the middle. Not default, one larger.
1: Okay. Gotcha.
0: What about you? What do you do? Uh I'm all over the place. So lately
1: I have been cranking up cranking it up all the way. And I've been using it without any external monitors. And so I'm using uh. a laptop. Without anything else, and I've had the most joy doing that. Um, I, and I'll get
0: into this a little bit later, but uh, I just I'm able to focus a lot better now. Right, right. No, that makes sense. So you're so uh, well. I mean, let's just jump into that real fast. Well, actually, no. Before we do that, let, I want to get your impressions of the 16 inch MacBook Pro.
1: Keyboard. Oh my goodness! Everything that I wanted. So I- I've seen a pattern and. Uh, with with Apple over the last I don't know two years, yeah. it seems like they're listening now. So the first thing was the Mac Pro. They introduced the trash can. I think it's like two thousand twelve or thirteen. Uh, the trash can MacBook Pro or Mac Pro, and it, it was it looked neat, but it wasn't upgradable. And so Apple, you know, talked to pros. They came up with this checklist of all the things that they wanted the next Mac Pro to do, and Apple started executing on that things like uh, modular design, you know, expandability, being able to you know, add extra ports and, and add extra you know, hardware to it. and they didn't the pros didn't care about the size. they just wanted it to be powerful. And so this new Mac pro that's supposed to uh, launch in December hits all of those things. Um, I guess the when, when I really started seeing this was with the iPad the 2018 iPad Pros, those new uh, cool ones with like the rounded corners. Whenever those were released, I think it was The Verge did uh, several videos reviewing them, and then they, they would bring up several points about you know the iPad and iOS. I think it was iOS twelve at the time. Um, they couldn't support a USB thumb drive. They couldn't, uh, or they would not let you open up different apps when you plug in an SD card. So if they were a pro photographer and they wanted to open up Lightroom or something, they put the SD card in and it would just open up the regular photos app. So they wanted to change that default. And then like the browser, it was like this, it was the same browser and it felt the same as you had on the phone. Um, Right. Then they also talked about, you know, they want a default apps. They want to be able to use your, a different mail app instead of the, the, the default Apple mail app. And then, I, th- I think they briefly covered this, but being able to open up two Safaris at once, or two mail apps, or, or something like that, um, and then I, I read somewhere that they were complaining about the mouse. You know, There wasn't any way to use a mouse on this thing, so it really wasn't a laptop replacement yet, but then Apple, it turned out in iOS 13, I was watching the keynote, and it was like slide for slide, in, and bullet point for bullet point, they were just like... Nailing or, or hitting these requests one after another, so it, it felt like they were listening to these reviewers. And then I was listening to, you know, Accidental Tech podcast, and they're talking about the the current MacBook keyboards, the butterfly keyboards, and mm-hmm. all of the complaints that they had for those, like the the new butterfly switches instead of scissor switches. And for the listener, the butterfly switch, it when you press it, it's very clicky. It doesn't move very far, but it's very precise. But the the negative was if any crumb or piece of dust or anything got between that key and the the bottom of the laptop, the key would stop working. So Apple had to start up this huge repair program where you could just bring your keyboard in and they would have to replace it. But they replaced so many parts of the laptop during this process because the keyboard was so fragile. So it was very expensive. Um, They changed on the 2016 keyboards, they changed the arrow keys in the bottom right so they made the left and right arrow key the same height as all of the other buttons. And so whenever you look at it, it looks very symmetrical. The keyboard looks really you know clean and even. But when you're using it and you're trying to reach down there with your hand and not look at the keyboard and just go by feel, you weren't sure if you were hitting the left button or the option button. Or, you know, are you hitting the the right arrow key or the up and down? So it was it was kind of hard to use without looking. And so we call that the the keyboard that, or the arrow key position that we would like, we call that the inverted T. So it's like an upside down T. The previous generation MacBooks had that. So you know, one of the requests was, you know, we need to bring back the old keyboard with the scissor switches that didn't break. Give us better arrow keys, and then please give us that escape button. If you use Vim or you're a programmer, you tend to use the escape button a lot more than than uh, you know, regular users. But, you know, they were designing that touch bar for regular users. Mm -hmm. But they listened. Um, This new MacBook that just came out fixes those, you know, several things. Just like iOS 13 fixed several of those problems that the iPad Pro had. In addition to, like, the, the the most recent version of the iPhone and then this version of the MacBook, they're bigger than the previous generation. So they're thicker and they're heavier. And Apple's packed in more battery. So, and that was another request that we've... You know, we keep giving them Is quit making stuff so thin because you're making it really, really thin and the battery life is terrible. So they're listening. It's really, really cool.
0: They are listening. Um, So I'm one of the few people that never had any problems with this butterfly keyboard. So is this going to be like the one that was on my old 2013 MacBook Pro?
1: It's It's kind of in between. Do you have the external Apple keyboard that you'd use for like an iMac? Yeah. The Magic keyboard. And then there's two versions. There's one that you put batteries in, and then there's a new one that has a lightning port.
0: Right. And that's the one that I have. If you have the one with the lightning port,
1: that keyboard is very, very similar to what this new one will be. The travel gotcha. on this new one is a little bit less, but the keys are all scissor switches just like that one. And that happens to happens to be my favorite keyboard of all time. Really? Of all time? Oh, yeah. Um, I keep going back and forth, but the spacing on it is so good. And... As long as I, I don't get any carpal tunnel or, you know, some some issue with my wrists, that is probably, yeah, it's, it's my favorite keyboard.
0: Okay. I love it, by the way. I, I think it's a very excellent keyboard as well. I mean, of all the work keyboards I've used, it's probably my favorite. Um, I've used, you know, ergonomic keyboards before as well, and they have their place, but that one, it just feels so clean.
1: Yeah, 100% agree. It looks yeah. good. It uh, it charges with lightning. I'm getting all these things on my desk now: AirPods, and keyboards, and mice, and phones. Everything's charging with lightning, so it's it's really nice to only have to have a couple cables on your on your
0: desk. True, true. I'm still moving over to that USB C life. No longer have any of the USB 2.0 and 3.0 um, cables around. I'm trying to get rid of those as I go. Oh, I love it. Yeah, they,
1: once we go full USB C, and you start seeing USB C and everything else, it's going to be nice. But at that point, they'll switch to USB-D. And yep, <laughs> then and then we're going to be switching different. everything to even smaller cable. Yep. Now, yeah. it's, it's it's pretty neat now. If you look back at your old laptops, they used to have, like, a serial port and a printer port and USB. And, you know, the PS2 mice and keyboard ports and, um, you know, all these different, all very specific ports. And now these new Macs, it's just four. Just four of the same shape ports that can Mm -hmm. do everything
0: but a lot of your problems are solved if you just use bluetooth bluetooth or you know airpods which i mean are bluetooth as well
1: Yep, that's that's the
0: other thing i'm finding if i switch over to wireless like a lot of my problems are gone
1: yeah and your desk looks cleaner too
0: much cleaner what's your desk setup right now so i have two desk setups right now i've got my you know at home you know gaming and you know just occasional work from home setup and then I have my, you know, my actual work set up. So for my at home, you know, occasionally get work done, mostly play video games and whatnot. I've got, you know, your standard Corsair gaming keyboard. You know, it's got, it goes clack, clack.
1: <laughs>
0: um, and I've got a Corsair M65 mouse, you know, and I've got an Asus Predator 27 inch gaming, you know, gaming monitor and whatnot, but you know what's funny is that these devices they're very good to play games on but they're terrible when it comes to getting work done. Yeah. Just so bad. You can barely type on this thing. Like you can, but it doesn't feel good at all. You can use this mouse, doesn't feel good at all either. Um the the screen is okay but it's not retina, you know, it's just 1080p display. Yep. Um so not recommended for one don't use gaming hardware. For, for actually getting work done. It just doesn't work. Um, but when I'm at work, I'm using a Dell, uh, one of the Dell 4K monitors that mm-hmm. is powered by USB-C. That screen is beautiful.
1: Nice. What size is it?
0: Uh, It's 27 inch. When you're at work
1: and you have your lap, I'm assuming you have your laptop open sitting yes. to the left, to the right of the, the big screen. Yes. And you have that big monitor there. Do you try to Or do you fill up both screens with things all the time? Or do you have the discipline that you can just open up one monitor's worth of of content and leave the other one empty?
0: So generally, I won't. So here's the thing. I'm kind of going through a transition how I use my MacBook Pro. But when I was using the the big 27-inch display, what I would do is I would... I tried having both screens open, just putting like the terminal and simulator on the MacBook pros display and then keeping Xcode open on the, the large 27 inch display. And I found, found that it was more of a pain in the butt to have two screens and to just shut the laptop and just have one. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, for me that, that just works better. Just, just have one screen and use virtual desktops.
1: Yeah. And treat it like a an iMac,
0: and just treat it like an iMac. And I for my keyboard at work, I'm using the uh, the Magic Keyboard that we were just talking about the you, the your favorite keyboard. I use that and a Magic Trackpad. Nice. Um, and those are those are great. I love them. Um, but recently I've actually been kind of enjoying the wireless lifestyle and just using my MacBook and just kind of moving, just kind of floating around the office. I've kind of made the entire office my office, if you will.
1: A little nomad.
0: Yeah, I'm living living that nomad life.
1: Yeah, at work i I got rid of my monitor, my keyboard, and mouse, and I just have the laptop on a table. And at first, I was really limited on on screen space, but then I started to to you know memorize all the Xcode shortcuts so I can mm-hmm. switch tabs or or hide toolbars on the sides very quickly. And then I crank the resolution up all the way, well the simulated resolution, up all the way, so everything's really small. When other people are with me and I need to or, or demo something, I will you know, it's very easy to switch it back. So I, I'm I am very flexible as far as switching resolutions to help other people see what's on my screen. But for normal work, I'm I'm just using just the laptop and I'm finding that I'm able to focus completely on it. If I turn mm-hmm. off Slack or I turn off some of these distraction apps, I can just, you know, truly focus on this thing and then my the rest of my environment kind of disappears. I don't know how how it is as far as ergonomics go. It's probably it was definitely not as good as you know a proper um keyboard, mouse, monitor, and ergonomic chair. But for me, I, I'm liking it. And I tend to switch my, my setup every I don't know, every two weeks to every month. And I've been doing this for years. I, mm-hmm. I just never have found the best setup. I've tried multiple monitors. I tried turning your monitor vertical. I've tried you know multiple vertical. I've tried you know clamshell mode with the laptop and treating it like an iMac. I've done everything, and I'm coming back to just using it as the computer, just using the laptop. And this this new one is very interesting to me, mostly because it's the first time in four years. That the keyboard, you know, is awesome. It's it's mm-hmm. the best that they have. It's not a downgrade, and and I haven't been able to really recommend the current generation keyboard to anybody, just because I personally haven't had my keyboard replaced. But I realize what's happening whenever the keys do stick, so I'm able to use you know compressed air or something to fix it without sending it into the um, uh, into Apple. And and when it does happen, I'm not gonna. Smash the key as hard as I can, and you know, damage something else. But not everybody else does that, so you know, the the fact that they have to have this repair program is is unfortunate. But I'm hoping, and and you know, I want to see the reviews, but I'm hoping that they fix
0: this. Uh, you mean they that they fix the scissor keyboard problems?
1: Yeah, that they that they don't no longer need the repair program, and then they they fixed, you know. The, the, the issues that everybody's been complaining about. It looks right. good on paper, but I haven't seen it in person yet.
0: Right. That's the thing. That's going to be the real kicker. I'm going to have to go and see it in person and mess around with it. But what I, re- again, what I really want is a 13 inch model of this. Yeah. I that's what I hope we get.
1: The 13. Well, so this one is 4.3 or 4.4 pounds, something like that. And then the 13 inch was like three pounds. So the 13 inch is much lighter and, and that's, You know, my favorite size is is also the 13, except whenever I'm using Xcode. And when I'm using Xcode, I really need a little bit more resolution. True. But I I don't want to carry it around in my bag all the time. So I need a foldable laptop. A foldable
0: laptop, huh? With
1: wings or something, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, the thing is, I've been doing the clamshell MacBook strategy for, geez, probably six years now. Like, I don't think... Every time I've thought about getting an iMac or a Mac Mini, I've always shied away from it just because like I want the portability that I get with a MacBook Pro. Right. And I don't really seem to be losing anything if I want to treat my MacBook Pro like a Mac Mini. So, speaking of
1: Mac Mini, I've been pricing and looking at those lately. The graphics on them is not, is not very good at all. But no. the size, I mean, they're like, I don't know, five times the size of a Raspberry Pi, and it requires a full uh, power outlet. But I was thinking, well, what if I just had a Mac mini and I used a couple of those or something, but you know, I, I do that. And then I, I look at monitors and I want this ultra wide 4k monitor. That's $1,300. And then the Mac mini, I spec that up. That's $2,000. Now yep. I'm at $3,500 for this Mac mini setup, or I could just, you know, deck out that 16 inch.
0: So or you just get a Mac pro.
1: Yeah, I looked at the, the not the iMac Pro, but the regular iMac, and, you know, same price, but you get better graphics. So, anyway, I I don't know what I want to do, but I'm going to try, at least for
0: the rest of 2019, to just use the laptop without using all of the peripherals. Makes sense. That, I think I'm going to do the same, you know. um I haven't had a need to have a very large screen, and I, I again love the freedom of just being able to go into a coffee shop or be able to go into the lobby and just work out of there for a little while. Sure, uh, having this extra freedom is is quite nice.
1: I've been uh, we we've been moving furniture around in the house, and we're gonna open, we're gonna convert one of the um, one of the little bedrooms into an office, and I'm p- trying to figure out how do I want to set this up. Do I want to have your typical desk do I want to have the l-shaped desk do I want to have you know a bunch of a couple work tables or do I want like i don't know a round table in the middle of the room and a couple of really nice comfortable chairs I, I haven't figured out the right spot yet i'm I'm leaning towards some minimal you know, just large table but keep the service completely clean don't fill it up with hardware and then just trying to put just the laptop on it and then that would give me room for drafting or you know uh, I've been playing around with using giant sheets of paper and then drawing out uh, the processes in my code, just large so I can, they're tangible. I can, you know, this corner in the top right, this one foot section is this part of the code and just kind of mapping this out on paper instead of trying to do it on my, my screen. And part of that is because I, using the laptop, I've now shrunk my screen down so I don't feel, or I feel a little claustrophobic trying to do something like mapping things out. So I'm playing around with the idea of what if I used a large table or a large desk. It's mm-hmm. really clean, have room for drafting and room for a laptop. And just be done. Yeah. So we'll uh we'll see. But uh then I saw you start looking those ultra wide monitors look really cool. Then you start you add backlighting, you add carbon fiber accents, you start adding all this stuff and make it look like a you know like a a cockpit from an airplane or something. Yep. Looks really cool, but there's no room to do stuff. True. True, true, true. Anyway, what do, uh, where do you keep your desk right now at at your house? Do you, you have it, you have a room, a dedicated room or office for it, or is it, are you sharing it with another room in the house?
0: I actually have my desktop and my gaming setup in our second bedroom which funnily enough is on the opposite side of the wall of our tv and uh the apple tv which let me tell you what man that apple tv is easily like after the airpods probably my next favorite device because we were using like an old xbox as our set top box yeah and then we moved to the apple tv and it's super cool like the ui is really clean it's easy to use and the thing is if occasionally this happens we'll lose the little remote and oh, yes we yes, can because we both have iphones now we can use our iphones as remotes
1: uh, i might change my pick of the week now that you said that there are these little silicone covers that you can get for your apple remote so they won't slide off the couch there's a little oh. bit of grip
0: and one of them's glow in the dark so i'm i'll we'll put we'll put this in the show notes yeah, we gotta put those in show notes. I, I I need one of those because oh. they're they're so easy, They just like slide between cushions and whatnot, and all of a sudden you can't find it, or you'll hold it
1: backwards. So um yeah, the Apple TV is great, but the remote is not ergonomic. It's not good. But with this little you know five dollar little cover, it helps you orient. You know, it, there's like a hump or something in the back, so you can kind of feel with your hand
0: and know which direction to hold it. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll link it. Hmm. And you know the new ones. These this new UI that's used on the Apple TV is so much better than like because I had one of the old generation Apple TV. Yes. So I think it was like second gen, the UI was just sucked. It was so bad.
1: <laughs> it was the terrible. new
0: one is TVOS, and we can program on that one. Right. TVOS is nice, but yeah, that old Apple TV operating system was just it was junk. I did not like that at all. What's interesting on that one is it
1: still supports all of the you know a lot of the major apps so like Apple TV plus the new uh, subscription mm. TV service from Apple is backported to that one as
0: well so that's pretty neat that but yeah neat. it is starting to show its age it is, it is so what what do you think about okay so I know that you your house y'all y'all are uh, people of Disney of, of the Disney culture and we- uh, <laughs> Disney Disney plus came out this week and we were super excited I want to get your thoughts. Okay, so we were watching
1: the countdown on the Disney Plus website, waiting for it to to countdown, and it ended up like starting like one o'clock in the morning my time, and I didn't didn't start it right away, but I woke up like I don't know six a.m. and immediately signed up for the seven day trial and immediately started watching The Mandalorian. And if you haven't watched this yet, this is my favorite show on Disney Plus by far. Um, really, I, in fact, I might just pay for it just for this one show. It's just a different way to storytell star wars it's really cool so i watch mandalorian and then right uh, i don't know in the middle of it the girls start coming into the the bedroom my wife wakes up and you know and then all of a sudden my wife turns around like the first thing she says is you know do you do we have disney yet do we have disney plus so i'm like it's already installed on your your ipad <laughs> so i installed it made a little profile and it, it's fun but uh no it worked really well uh, there were, on the first day there were a couple of little glitches where it was having trouble connecting it seemed like their their servers were being thrashed so it kept showing these wreck it Ralph pictures but mm. you know it was it worked out really well the video quality was great i didn't have any trouble with stuttering or or it did not uh, drop quality so the video part was great the only part that i was having trouble with were trivial things like trying to change the icon of my profile to you know sleeping beauty or something but, uh, overall, the very pleased with it. Um, the collection. So I'm looking through some of the the videos, and for example, the new uh, Star Wars movie Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you, when you try to watch that, it says that due to you know uh, contract negotiations or something like this, that it's not available until June of 2020. And then I looked at, I think it was Last Jedi the episode eight yep, um, of star Wars. And it said that it, it won't be there until like December, December of 2019 so sometime in December. So it was nice that they were telling us dates that they'll, that they'll be there. And I am assuming going forward, you know, everything will be there. That'll just be part of it. But it was interesting seeing that, you know, they don't even have all of their own stuff there. And, So I have this analogy. So if you've ever gone to the dryer and you've, you've grabbed, you know, you've, you've reached in and you pulled out a whole bunch of socks and a whole bunch of of warm laundry, and then you go try to take it somewhere. And as you're walking, stuff's just dropping. I'm losing the socks. I'm losing shorts or whatever. And you finally get to where you're going and you, you know, you lay it all out and you have to, you look back and you see a trail of laundry. It feels like that with their, their selection of movies and, and TV shows. Like I will have Doc in this cartoon show, but I don't have all of the seasons and I don't have all of the episodes. So it's like a couple of them just haven't made it yet. And I don't yeah. know if that's on purpose or if that's you know if that's going to be fixed. I in my mind, my original dream was I'm going to have everything, but in reality, it's kind of like yeah, kind of like Hulu or, or Netflix where you have a lot of stuff en- enough to keep you busy, but you don't have everything. So that was that was kind of a bummer, but it can only get better.
0: It can only get better from here. Yeah, it's it's just going to continue going up. For me, honestly, you know, you're talking about um, Solo and The Last Jedi. I didn't even see those. Like that was the first thing I looked for. Actually, was Solo. Um, tried to see where it was in like the Star Wars collection. It wasn't even there. So I don't know how you saw that message, but that's pretty cool. That it at least gives you a heads up that w- they will be there eventually.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so if you, if you search for Solo directly, you'll see it, but it doesn't show up on their list of star, you know, all-star wars movies. And the right. same thing with like the new Thor Ragnarok movie. I didn't see that on the list of of Marvel movies, but if you search for it, it does show up. But uh, yeah, it's going to get better.
0: It's going to continue to get better. So for what happened for me was um I didn't I actually didn't even remember that Disney Plus was coming out. I just woke up that day, uh like a lot of things now, I heard that it was released at work <laughs> and Found that there is a bundle that you could get where you could get Hulu uh, Hulu ad free, you can get Disney Plus and ESPN Plus all bundled bundled together for like twelve ninety nine. So I was like, I like this, but I already have Hulu and I like Hulu my, my I like my Hulu ad free. Um, so I was able to just sign up with the same email that I used and it gives me a six dollar credit and so now I have Disney Plus and ESPN Plus for like six ninety nine a month. Um, And so I set that up for Jenny. She didn't know that Disney Plus had come out. And I told her that I had a surprise for her waiting for when I got home. I went to the Apple TV, installed the app, and she's been loving it since. Nice. Yeah, I just upgraded to the bundle. I'm not
1: 100% sure I did it right. I used the same email address on everything. But Hulu doesn't show me on the Hulu website on the account settings that it's part of the bundle. ESPN did show me that it's part of the bundle and then Disney Plus of course shows me it's it's part of the bundle but on the Disney Plus si- or yeah Disney Plus site it says that um they'll send you me an email or still notify me you know and, and don't worry if you already have an account so i'm i'm assuming you know it's only day 2 they have you know at least six more you know five or six more days on their free trial that they can you know get some stuff figured
0: out get this billing stuff straightened up but, true um, And if your trial isn't expired yet, you might not get it until a couple days after the end of your trial because it just sent me – like, I didn't sign up for the trial. I just immediately signed up for the service, and I Uh got my email, I think, earlier today, and it showed, like, the credit from Hulu.
1: Oh, okay. Cool.
0: Yeah. So you might have have some time.
1: Okay. Excellent.
0: But, uh, no, I'm loving it so far. So my uh, my pick of the week, and I I, I forgot to preface when we talked talk about Disney Plus, we were doing pick of the weeks. But, yes. Um, my pick of the week. Yeah, my pick of the week is a documentary on the life of Johnny Cash that came out on. Let's see when did it come out? It came out on Monday, um, called The Gift, and I don't think you and I have actually talked about this very much, but I'm actually a really big fan of Johnny Cash. Um, so
1: I have one thing to interject. The most I know about Johnny Cash is from the the fake documentary um called walk hard it was this this comedy show anyway Mm -hmm. every time i hear about this documentary i'm just thinking about the movie walk hard walk hard oh yeah this is it's it's so dumb it's amazing
0: i i have never heard the the dewey cox story
1: i have never heard about this before (laughs) The, the soundtrack is phenomenal his John C Riley is so funny but yeah if after you watch this I, I recommend watching that movie too walk hard
0: okay yeah I'll have to give this a shot because uh, the plot so I'm looking at the wiki for this this movie the plot echoes the storyline of 2005 uh, 2005's Johnny Cash biopic walk the line and 2004's Ray Charles biopic Ray huh well I'll have to <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to look into that okay keep going Johnny Cash documentary Oh yeah, so I mean Johnny Cash, you know, just a very influential country and, and folk singer. Um I mean generally most of my code these days is powered by Johnny Cash albums. So <laughs> if you're interested at all in the history of a um a man who definitely had his ups and downs, uh give give this a watch. It's free on YouTube um and made by I don't I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's a fairly uh, influential director who has done a few of these Uh, documentaries. So definitely check it out.
1: That's awesome, man. Yes, sir. Okay, TJ. have a a couple of things I want to go over and then we can wrap this thing up. Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay, Disney Plus just launched. They've modified the original Star Wars trilogy again. So specifically, and and we can link to this in, in the show notes, but there is a scene where Han shoots Greedo and and there's always been the meme like, you know, Han shot first, because in the original yes. movie, Han shot him first, and then when they did a special edition, they switched it around so Han would be the good guy. He was just defending himself instead of being the murderer. Well now they've modified it again. So now instead of um instead of Greedo shooting first, they shoot at the exact same time and they've slightly modified the timing and then they've, you know, adjusted some things. So we'll link to the um to the Twitter post about this, but I just think it's funny that they keep, keep changing my, my childhood.
0: Yes. Everything that you thought you knew, you no longer knew. And now Greedo says something. He says McClunday or something like that. I don't remember more memes. Yep. He just randomly says something and they don't have any subtitles for it, but there's a lot of questions as to what it means and how it, yeah, there's, there's a lot of questions. But uh okay all right man let's let's wrap this thing up. Yes sir. Well, I have I have one thing to say. Podcasting is hard. I still haven't found my watch yet. Good night man. Good night man.